let's talk about transgender runners. There's actually an example of a male runner who transitioned between his freshman and sophomore year and now runs as a female and is winning races. From my perspective, I believe we can say the right thing and say, you know, that's not fair. Hello and good day. Welcome to another episode of The Consultant with Coach. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. How are you, man? Doing great. How are you today? Excellent. Hey, we're good buddies, uh, running buddies, good friends, book nerds, and uh, Christian business yep. leaders as well, too. So we produce this podcast to help you live your best Christian business life. And hopefully some of the 40 plus years of our experience will help out. Yep. And we're touching on the very touchy subject of uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, what's it called again? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. That, that thing that yes. you're supposed to say it the right way. <laughs> and of course, well, we can laugh. And to, be, and to be fair, their book even takes it you know, even beyond diversity and justice and identity, which are even like, so these topics just get bigger mm -hmm. and bigger. Right. So, hey, we're gonna touch on that and life application today. What does that look like? But uh, what devotion passage do you have for us today, Josh? Yeah, sure. So. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, this, and I think one of the things we've touched on, really appreciate, even uh, talked about in the interview, we talked about uh, last podcast on business application, is this idea of bias. We all have bias. You know, the scripture I wanted to kind of humbly start with was First uh, John chapter 1, 5 through uh, 9, 10, excuse me. Um, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And if we claim to have not sinned, we can't. We make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. And I think that for Christian business leaders, as we're thinking about this, spanning these topics into life, that's again, humbly recognize that while we have a God we can bring our stuff to in the light, we still have sin, and bias is one of those sins. Right? Mm -hmm. this, there is this human desire to, to find safety in those who are like me, right? Which isn't all bad, but when, you, when it allows you to drive this sort of fear of the other, Right, it, it, and that's very human, sinful posture that I think you know this book helps to shed light on uh, in different ways. But I think there's certainly some learning to have be done here. So, as we talk about life application, it's from this posture of humility, this posture of let's address our own sin first in these areas, um, and not be afraid of that. So, I love the verse you share, but I'm thinking of the book. Say the right thing. And we, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. It's almost, we don't want to be pigeonholed into an exact position. You must say things in this manner or do it right. exactly in this way. Right. Now, we want to be great business, Christian business professionals of all we do. So I'm not saying don't work at saying things the right way. Yeah. There's definitely a right and a wrong way to do things. I think from a Christian business professional, perspective is really as a life application. I was thinking about uh, people in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Who do you see in scripture? Did, did Jesus pick the perfect people to be his disciples? Yeah. Old Testament. Who does he use? He uses prostitutes. He uses murderers. He uses, and I'm kind of like, did they all say the right thing? Mm -hmm. And so when we look at scripture and even life application, 
I almost want to say, come as you are, yeah. warts and all. Yeah. And in my coaching, I think a life application, you know, my big thing, I, my, when, I, when I'm coaching someone, it's, it's all about grace, truth, and time. So we're always pro-truth, right. but it should also come with grace. Mm -hmm. And so we should always want to say the right thing, but say, hey, Josh, if you totally flub it, I still love you. Mm -hmm. We're going to work on it. Yeah. But so it's one of those things. I think we can strive to say the right thing, but we should be so pro-grace. Mm -hmm. And this is where... For ourselves, too. For Oh, absolutely. For ourselves, for ourselves. right? Not posture, humility, right? Yeah, and for others. And I think one of the life applications for this is even the life application of humility. Mm -hmm. So if we do say the wrong thing, and this is, they would say, hey, offer a sincere apology. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, Josh, I did not mean to belittle you by, you know, yeah. you name it. Yeah, exactly. So life application, for the, what struck out to you? Here's a bunch of, okay, let's jump let's into this. So in use cases, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about him. So here's one you're going to like. Start okay. with a running one. I know you're passionate about this one. So right now in running, right, there's this spreading issue of transgender runners, right? Yeah. And so in particular, obviously, there's physical differences between boys and men and girls, um, but there's obviously boys men who are now trying to declare as girls, mm -hmm. right, from a transgender perspective and running those races. That's an unfair, as you, I think you said it in our prep, a genetic advantage that's not fair. So how do we apply the principles of these books to these topics? And that can mm -hmm. just, you know, for those who are out with their kids that are cross-country meet or have kids in a program. It doesn't just running either. There's lots of sports where this is becoming an issue. But yeah. Talk to how do you how do you apply this stuff to that? Well I think there's a way of being able to let's keep that same perspective. Mm -hmm. Well let's talk about transgender runners. And so we're in Washington State and there's actually an example of a male runner who transitioned between his freshman and sophomore year and uh, now runs school. in of high school and now runs as a female. Mm -hmm and is winning races. Now, I don't know uh, certain things, but from my perspective, I, I, I believe we can say the right thing and say, you know, that's not fair because my, I have three daughters, mm -hmm. you have a daughter. Mm -hmm. Imagine if they put in all that work right. and now they would have won a race or something would happen and someone um, who has a genetic advantage and I'm not going to dial into details, but there is a genetic advantage for male runners over female runners right. based on the testosterone in their body. Testosterone, to max potential. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can very respectfully say, hey, that's not fair. Right. And you can actually very passionately disagree mm -hmm. with something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other thing I took from you know the book and the conversation with David, the author, which was great, which was just also the importance of having, you can have that position and be willing to have hard conversations at a one-on-one -on -one level, mm -hmm. right? With friends, with people on a team, with your kids, with maybe a family that has that child in it, like you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Like There are then more deep conversations that you don't necessarily need to have on social media. Oh. Don't take it to the internet. Keep it don't off the internet. As, 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 as we publish this speech, to the internet, I right? have to laugh at the irony. Right, the irony there, right? But, but Try I mean, not to publish on the internet. But we are, we are taking a strong, hard position because we don't know the full story. We don't know the family. We're not taking them to task yeah. in this case. So there is more to go beyond these conversations that needs to happen in ways that are more authentic and personal. Um, so I think it's just thinking also about where you have these conversations. So 
What I liked uh, about the book, and even what you said, let's say there is a disagreement on a really hairy subject, whatever that hairy subject happens to be. You talked about it the last podcast, it's okay to hit pause. Mm -hmm. Hey, can, do you mind, hey, do you mind, Josh, I'm not sure what I think about it, it just doesn't feel right. It's okay to hit the pause button Absolutely. on this. Yeah, yeah. Allows you to pray over it, allows you to do more research. Hey, let's look at the research behind this. Mm -hmm. Or let me contrast this to scripture or state law or federal law. Yeah. How do we do this? Mm -hmm. I, I think that can be typically, typically, almost always, people make better decisions with time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also I think some of the other pieces of the book here is around how do we find uncommon commonalities. So mm -hmm. if you come back to that conversation, next time and, and know that you're going to have significant disagreement and you may not even mend those disagreements in that conversation to come but you feel you need to have it let's start with you know where do we have commonalities where do we have relationship where do we have something around either obvious or unobvious ways that we agree on things um and and really and then also lower expectations if there's not a need to reach hard and fast agreement then don't expect to reach hard and fast agreement mm -hmm. right um, on how to move forward. So, um, anyhow, yeah. So, one of you, you've heard me yeah, say, well, in, in terms of base framework for change and co coaching, I would I would use the base of grace, truth, and time is kind of what we use. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage people. There's this aspect of time, and what I love about time, and I'm thinking of, let's say let's say we do disagree on something, mm -hmm. business related, life related, you name it, and what time does is it kind of lets things sort out. So let's let's uh, I'll, I'll use the example of in the early 2000s the Iraq War. People are there weapons of mass destruction right. in Iraq? Well, there, that was a hot button issue. Half the people were on one side, half were on the other side. But 20 years later, I think we know what was exactly in Iraq and what wasn't. That's time. Right. right. So. If you can, a lot of discussions and disagreements are alleviated over time with time. Now, right. sometimes you don't have to. I'm, I'm not going to get. Yeah. I'm, then you have to make a decision. Yeah. But I think time is one of those things just to encourage people. If you can put it off even a little bit, yeah. it's really, really helpful. Yeah, give yourself some time. So here's another one for you. Uh, we talked about this one. It's sort of like the topic we talked with David about uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. You should have to think about it, a whole platform agenda that, that's kind of masked or not always masked. But it, we just had the World Cup, mm -hmm. right? so I'm, I'm, I, I follow a lot of soccer. Um, and there were a lot of issues, I believe, being conflated in the media around this um, that you sort of it felt to me like you had to agree with all of them or not, right? To sort of not strongly disagree with all three issues, then you sort of were betraying your country, betraying freedom. And Can I just watch a soccer game yeah, and hope yeah, my yeah, team yeah. wins? Yeah, yeah. And so those three issues, are folk, at least that I was picking up on, and folks may think they're the, but those three big ones that I kept hearing was, there was the, how dare they have laws against alcohol? How dare they have laws against homosexuality? And oh my gosh, those human rights abuses. Mm -hmm. Building the stadiums were, were terrible, which I don't dispute. Um, but what I think where it gets messy is it felt to me as if it was an all-in-one agenda. Right, you could affirm all or be against all. In yeah. fact, if you didn't loudly cry foul and you know whatever, then you really were like affirming them, which really wasn't true either. Um, and how I think one of these things we I mean, this conversation is how do we go about trying to 
express our support for maybe one of those. So, for example, personally, mm -hmm. I you know find the the whole human rights abuses from everything I read really pretty abhorrent, and wish there was a way to help fight against that piece. Versus you know laws against alcohol, I'm, it's not terrible. Like mm -hmm. it's probably not a bad thing, and I can probably guess from a religious perspective why that's just something we should respect and acknowledge, right? Especially for a different culture and country and, and religion that that's based in. Um, in fact, there's several branches of Christianity that are against alcohol entirely. So I, I don't find that a big problem. You know, we've talked about issues of same-sex marriage, and um, I, you know, again, I don't have a problem with the fact that their country has found these, you know, purposes behind these laws for reasons that, in, for, by all accounts, they're not going out of their way to abuse people and hatred. Mm -hmm. There is like, no, we don't. We have certain lifestyle expectations as we do in our country. Um, so. Anyhow, how do you go about when you hear these things, and maybe you can talk about what you think about these from a, you hear a bunch of things you have to agree with and not agree with. How do you mm -hmm. go about trying to pick the one that you think is important without having necessarily affirmed things you have trouble with? Right? So in my life, I find it helpful where I know what my non-negotiables are. Right. There are certain things um, that I will not compromise on. And actually, the older I get, I, my, my, my non-negotiables become even stronger. There are issues I would die over. Mm. But then I have very negotiable things as well, too. Mm. A negotiable thing, like, okay. Yeah, those looser and looser uh, very problem. looser. Yeah. Like, mm. I'm a really big Seattle Seahawks football fan. But if you want to say you love the 49ers, which back in the day would mean we couldn't even be friends, I mean, that's going to be a very open-handed issue. When are you going to... Are you going to feel that way about the Ducks in the next 10 years, too? I hope one of my kids does not go to the university. <laughs> but <laughs> if so they do, I might wear the shirt. <laughs> but there are open-handed issues and there are closed-handed issues. And then there's also gray issues. But a lot of it's to f figure out what that is. And even your World Cup example, there were three big issues you talked about. Some you felt, okay, I can totally see that. And other ones you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of it's just to ask yourself, where do I fall on the spectrum? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, we might not even know where we fall. And this is where as Christians, if we don't know, go to Scripture. Mm -hmm. what, what does Scripture say about this? Mm -hmm. Jesus was, there were a lot of black and white issues, and there were a lot of open issues mm -hmm. in Scripture, and we see that. Yeah, and I think the other thing I took from the interview, too, was also the importance of not trying to use social media to make your statements. Right? Mm -hmm. these, things, these are conversations to be had with friends, with colleagues, in friendly ways, in recognition of sort of limited information, um, from a posture of humility and curiosity, and all the different ways we've talked about it. But I think that, you know, driving these life application conversations with other people and just having talking about them, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and from a Christian perspective, let's mm -hmm. let's think of you know change. What you see or what we see all the time in Scripture, people change. Mm -hmm. If anything. The Bible is about people changing, and it's a process. Some people change immediately. You say one thing and they change. Other people, it's a long, long process. Mm -hmm. I often wonder in Scripture, like, Paul came to know Jesus, but then he kind of disappears for a number of years mm -hmm. before he's mm -hmm. on the mission field. What the heck happened? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I'd love to know that. Right. And what you see is... Thank God for him it wasn't all tweeted out because they would have said, you have to be this way the entire time. What you see is changing. And I think some of the things that we can learn in life application, give ourselves some grace and to figure some things out. Talk to people of different perspectives. If we truly have the right perspective, 
it will cement that. Right. And if not, it might poke holes in it. Yeah, no, so um, no, I think that's great. Do you have any? I have one more, but do you have any other life application examples you want to throw out there here? Maybe we have time for one more. No, let, let's hear yours. Yeah. So there's a there's a one that was really interesting to me in the book. It talked about a story, but near the very end about a guy named Harold. Mm -hmm. Right. So the scenario is Harold on page I think 152. The scenario is he's an elderly gentleman who's um, basically, if I followed all the details correctly, it's been a little bit since I read it, but I think that his granddaughter brought over a transgender mate, I think who had been, been female, converted to male, I think was the situation. It was something like that. And it was, they were asking him to refer to him as she, her, right, from mm -hmm. a pronoun perspective. And um, I, and he made the slip up later that he said he, and then a, then a brother or someone got all over him and sort of cornered him and started yelling at him and sort of made it a very awkward scenario for everybody. You know, it, and it was one of those really interesting ones that I was pondering, you know, in terms of how to navigate this because I actually felt a lot of empathy for Harold. I read a lot mm -hmm. Harold's character, which may not be true, by the way. Harold could be completely hateful and bigoted. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I actually could imagine, you know, a scenario here where let's say Harold, who's struggling to have these, so this is back to let's have hard conversations, is, you know, let's assume for a second Harold might be a Christian who takes his faith very seriously. Let's assume that he views a biblical and Christian kind of tradition of, in history, viewpoint of like something you're born with a gender that is your gender, it's not based on anything else. Very possible that he actually felt that um, since God doesn't make mistakes in that way, when he was asked to refer to Paul as a, as a he instead of she, actually, I think is what it was, I my notes now, um, he was fundamentally faced with lying mm -hmm. and sacrificing the fundamental beliefs he has. And so while he certainly should have a better conversation about it, I think in some cases he became actually the affected person and then actually became the affected source, not realizing it. And even the fact that he was asked to lie and deny his beliefs was he became the one who was being offended and, and the one who was being affected. Um, and so I think we have to navigate this carefully in terms of bias versus perceived bias, true bias, core beliefs, right? And, and as we have these conversations, I was just left thinking, gosh, I wish someone there was speaking to speak up for Harold, or we could understand what Harold's true motives were because he may not have been uh, as offensive as that example made him out. Well, and, and think back to Proverbs. How many Proverbs do we listen, or can we read, where one side seems like the right way until you hear the other side? Right, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what you're saying. And yeah. If anything, for us, it's a reminder we should listen to both sides. One Absolutely. might seem like the right way, mm -hmm. but let's listen to both let's sides. Listen, let's be curious. Again, that's a big theme from this mm -hmm. whole book, I think, is this importance of curiosity. And so this is where I think as Christian business leaders, life application, we always need to take what we're encountering and put it up against the lens of Scripture. What does Scripture say? And not just one verse. Mm -hmm all of scripture. Let's look, let's look at Proverbs, which I just referenced, or it, what Jesus said, let your yes be yes, let your no be no, everything else is up from the evil one. There are all sorts of, we need to look at all of them, then pray over it, talk to your, you know, 
community and then say, hey, this is where I'm going to go. And don't forget, there's also, for those places where the Bible is not clear, there's also 2,000 years mm -hmm. of people way smarter than ourselves, right? Let's not have this view that like we're smarter today than everybody was before, right? Absolutely. That the church has spent centuries grappling with these things. And so even if it's not completely clear word for word in the scripture, we can lean on people who are been thinking about, praying about, and working through many of these topics for a very, very long time. And I would say, I'm going to get into my theological belief. I believe in the mystery of God as well, too. There might be things on this side of heaven we do not find out until we get to heaven when yeah. God can explain to us. So what if it ends in an area of mystery that then we wait? Yeah. And I think we can love everyone while we wait. Now, it doesn't mean we compromise, mm -hmm. but we wait and say, okay. Uh, Lord, thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We do everything that we possibly can. Good. So, any uh, other life applications, you? No, I think that's it. I think I think we've wrapped up our time for today, and we should start uh, thinking about the folks can come back for the next book, which is still a mystery. So we'll it, it's a mystery until next time. Yeah. But right. between now and next time, go to theconsultantonthecoach.com, and what is our current offer we yeah, have you right want, now, Josh? You want just a discussion guide on these uh, issues? Feel free just to send us an email through the mm -hmm. website, and we'll get back to you with a discussion guide to work through with your team on these topics, similar to how we touched on lately in, in the podcast. Awesome. Well, until then, thanks, guys. All right. Take care.